Right, you ready? Can I press a button? <laughs> you want to press a button? They're all shiny. Oh, shiny buttons that light up. One of them's pink. Can I press a button? Go on, press a button. Anyone I want. You've got eight to choose from. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was the Expendables 3 trailer. God, I turned it off. Can I press another one? Oh. Can I press two more buttons? Go on. You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the Reaper. Mm, that's not bad. That's death singing. Yeah, yeah, it's the Grim Reaper. Go on, you've got one button left. <sighs> it's got to be this one then, hasn't it? Hello and thank you for listening to episode 317 of 60MW and the review roundup show for September and October 2020. I'm Dave and so once again I am joined by the peanut butter to my jelly, <laughs> the bangers to my mash, <laughs> the hot sauce to my meat. It's Tina. Hello. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> you weren't expecting a bit of hot sauce, were you? I wasn't, I that how did i do you what? couldn't hear that theme tune I can... how did you know exactly i could bullshit and say i'm just psychic or in just incredible in general or i could tell the truth and say there's a countdown timer on the top on the little screen <laughs> <laughs> so i knew I was... when it was going to finish were you really impressed then i was, re I was genuinely impressed <laughs> i was like fuck bloody hell he's good at what he does <laughs> Such a professional. Oh, yeah. Looking at numbers, counting down. <laughs> uh, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, this is our bi-monthly show where me and Tina look back the previous two months at what's been reviewed on our website and pick some of our favourite things to have a chat about. Mm. Beginning again, facts and figures time. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. <laughs> During the months of September and October, 56 reviews went online. Wow. Of which 32 were film and television, 17 were video games, 17, six were music, and one live event. And on top of that, there were 105 news items, making 161 different items that went on the website in total. I think it was 172 off the top of my head, the last show that we recorded, so 11 less. Which isn't bad when you consider that over September and October... Uh, You've because, been ill, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, because it's me that puts everything on the website. Obviously, I don't write everything that goes on the website, but it's me that puts it online. Uh, yeah, I, bouts of illness that went two days, I couldn't do a thing, three days. So I think in total, there was, there was a good two weeks minimum where nothing went on the website whatsoever. So I think that's pretty good total for two yes. months. Everybody's going to be wondering what was wrong with you now. Let's make something up that's really, really... Embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's got to be something knob related, then, hasn't it? Probably. No, bum related, <gasps> bum hole related. Oh my gosh, 
Right. What could be wrong with your bum? Let's change the subject yes. because we already know what's wrong with your <laughs> bum hole. Uh, so, yeah, a lot going on. Like I said, 17 video game reviews is really good. I That's think. a lot. Who yeah. did all those? Was it, is it you and Chris that uh, yeah, me the and Chris, them? Yeah, me and Chris do. Um, bar a couple by my daughter, Megan, who, who did a couple. Oh, of, yes, of Yeah, course. and of course, yeah. one, of the, um, one of the firms for the, the actual developers of the game used um, used a bit of her review on the mm. advertising for the game nice. which was also we'll get into a bit later as well part of my uh, film review was used in the advertising for a film as well which we'll get <laughs> on to later <laughs> uh, so yeah kudos to Chris he's making um, good progress as mm. uh, the CEO of our video game department mm. he does want another pay rise the bastard but does he yeah give him 20% of what he already gets yeah. then I'll give him 25 why not I'm give generous give him 50 yeah give him 100 yeah. double his wages double his wages there you go double his wages yeah double bugger all I'll have to, I'll have to <laughs> bugger work bugger all I'll have to work that out poor Chris uh, so yeah with like I said not bad considering I missed loads um, I didn't even record for five and a half weeks during those well, two months well you were pretty ill weren't you five um, and, a half and weeks. I will actually just say that the Dave's been ill with gallbladder problems and biliary duct problems and kidney stone problems, mm, haven't you? Yeah. Which are incredibly painful. Yeah. A, what is it? A contracted gallbladder, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not good. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, and the least said about the times that you've been back into to A&E and hospitals and doctors and not one of them. Not one Picked over how on many it. years? Lots and lots it's of It's about, years. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Not one picked up on it. And it's only through an accident that you ended up getting diagnosed yeah. in the first place. So, so yeah. uh, I am now diagnosed and waiting for an operation. So <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully all done soon. But yeah, despite all of that, um, and of course, because um, Steve and he, you know, with his singled out reviews, especially people that don't follow us on our social media might know what's happened with Steve. Uh, update come in on a themed tune show that's going to be released in December, isn't it? That you're yeah. that you're going to do. Yeah. Uh, so listen out for that and uh, a catch up on everything that's related with that. But 161 total posts in two months again. Go us, I say, waving a little fat flag. Well, when you when you think about say like uh, like M in the UK Empire Magazine, for example, it's just a film review magazine total film they probably don't do that many reviews in a magazine that costs how much is empire now it's ridiculous it's like 6.95 or 7.95 an issue yeah. i used to love empire magazine as well i mm. subscribed to it from the beginning yeah you did yeah and then i got really bored of it <laughs> i did it is yeah i did though i think it's that where we write reviews that are quite long and we do watch every film don't we oh yeah uh and all the extras and normally listen if we don't listen to the whole commentary we skip through it don't we just mm. to get an idea what it's like we pride ourselves don't we on actually watching the extras yeah. and saying whether or not they're you know they're any good mm. I, for instance i've just we just watched the new cult films release of um which we'll probably talk about in the next in, yeah, the in, next, the, in the November, next show, December show, yeah. Um, of The Night Porter, <clears throat> which is an Italian made film. And uh, 
something happens in the film that really got on my nerves, didn't it? it? Did and I kept we mentioning it, yeah. it. And then I watched the extras the next day, a uh, hour-long documentary with the director and then another hour-long documentary with um, one of the stars, Charlotte Rampling. And the director explains what this annoying thing was. Absolutely changed my opinion yeah, about, yeah. about the look of the film. Uh, also a great film. I'm going to be writing that re review tomorrow. Uh, anybody who's not familiar with The Night Porter, there's a good one for you to look yeah. forward to. So when you listen to this, uh, watch out for The Night Porter, reviewing mm. online. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with something quite rare that we've reviewed this year for quite obvious reasons. That's a live event review. <laughs> Even though it was a live event with a difference, Grimfest this year, which is my fifth year of covering it. Mm. And you know, the four previous years, I've toddled off to you Manchester. Do, yeah. Love it. It's my favourite live event of the year. Absolutely love it. And of course, you know, all... it's the most expensive one as well <laughs> because you you drive back and see to Manchester. Is it for four days in a row? You uh, go back and see. I think it was was it three last year or four? I've lost count now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a few days. Um, it is... And you go sort of six a.m. and you're not back till yeah. like one a.m. Yeah. And then if there's you... any hotel firms in Manchester listening to this, <laughs> yeah. And want want to sponsor us <laughs> and put me up good. for Grimfest <laughs> would be nice. So of course this year, like a lot of film festivals that we talked about on other podcasts as well, it was all online. Uh, the good thing about this, of course, is well you sat at home, which is still not the same as being in a cinema, though, is it? You know that that's a lot better. Can you remember what it's like to sit in a cinema? Uh, yeah, normally there's somebody. Normally I have a row with somebody. <laughs> yeah, because they're eating things too loud. Or they're on the phone and it's partway through the film and they really need to update their Facebook status for some reason. Yeah, yeah things like that going on, you don't miss. But for the experience, you know, the big screen, the sound, the whole experience mm. is is really good. But with Grimfest, it was good. The first thing about Grimfest was they did press week before and it was an online press week and I got mm. to record, well, I recorded seven interview shows. I didn't see you that week. You didn't. You were... I was so busy. You were so, yeah. Yeah. So, of course, those are on. Uh, six out of the seven are on YouTube as well. Uh, one's They're missing. Great. One's missing because it was the first ever Zoom interview I'd done. Yeah. I always use Skype, always have done for years. I didn't know about you need to press this and that to record the video. Yeah. Just yeah. recorded the audio. That was just one of them. So that was that was good. So that was good how it started me doing the you know the week. Well, it ended up over a week of you know mm. press interviews. Uh, but we we had so many films to go through, and they, yeah. in the review, you know, they vary in quality. Mm. Uh, but the fact that you just get a big load of, you know, genre films, fantasy, horror to watch. Yeah. And Grimfest, fair play to them. They're always so well organised, yeah. uh, you know, and really good at what they do. Um, I've always got, you know, a lot of positive things to say about Grimfest. Mm -hmm. And the way that they handled this year, and they, they did a Halloween one, a short one. They've got one coming up for Christmas. They've got one coming up for Easter. And they've already said next year's Grimfest, which, fingers crossed, be back in Manchester for, you know, in October mm -hmm. 2021. They're thinking of keeping the online press week as well. I hope that they do because mm. I think financially it'd be really good for them because I'm sure that they probably made more money from making it available online. Yeah, also, yeah. people like me, like you get a press pass. So if I was going to go with you, they probably would give me one. But, but you know, because we've got a dog and yeah, all yeah. sorts of things, I just can't go with you. And it, 
because we don't live in Manchester. I mean, I'm I'm not saying they should stop showing it in the cinema. Oh, That's no, no. really important. Mm. But if they made it available if they had the online option, if as you could well, do both. yeah, 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 that's that would be great yeah, because be I'd good. yeah. Even if the online section of it, if it did happen at the cinema, even if there was like a twenty-four hour delay, yeah. and then you could watch them online, yeah, that'd be great. Too. Would be really good. Well, it opens it up to the world as well, doesn't well, yeah. it? That they can all, you know, and or maybe for... it doesn't. I think it's just the UK for the rights of the film. Right, it, the audience can still only yeah. be within the UK. Well, but it, even with even that, that though, is just yeah. yeah there's a lot yeah. more people. So I hope watch they it. do. Do yeah, that. it would yeah. be good. So that was, yeah, that's by far my favourite and I think only live event review yeah. that's, that went online during those two months. Uh, back to video games. You saw me play in this, and this is a game that I originally completed back in 2004, I think. Mafia. Yeah. This is, oh, yeah. This is yeah. Mafia, the definitive edition. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it the first time that I played it, and then we got offered this definitive edition, and I don't as a rule, I don't replay video games because I'm more of a cinephile and I'll re-watch films over and over again. But video games, like Chris and Ben, they'll replay video games. They're more, mm. you know, hardcore gamers where I'm, I'm more towards cinema. Uh, but I thought, yeah, you know, offered it. I'll, I'll give it a go. I'm so glad that I replayed it. I mean, graphically, obviously... It looked a lot different. Yeah, from... it's a big... You're talking 16 years, so the graphics were mm. a lot better in it. Two really big things that I noticed. One was the gameplay of it, the world, because it's an open world game, but the fact that you're not so much limited, I think limited is the wrong word to use, you're sort of pushed more towards where you need to go to forward the narrative, whereas you're, I was going to say balls deep then, you're, you can't be, <laughs> you're, you're boobs deep into the Assassin's Creed games, I mean you're currently, I mean you completed Assassin's Creed Origins, I think we've talked before, you know, third person open world games are your thing, yeah. role playing games you really love. Yeah. And I've watched you on Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey that you're playing mm. at the moment, and you've got so much stuff to do. You've been playing eight and new things and new areas and all of this. Whereas because this is an older mm. game before that was such the big thing that it is now, you've still got the open world, but you can only go so far into it that, you, that you're following the story. There is a free, I think it's called free ride mode when you've completed it, that mm. you, it opens up and you can collect, you know, these collectibles. Yeah. Yeah. But for the actual story in the game, you follow it through and it's good that way that it looks like and gives you the feeling that you're in this big expansive open world mm. but you can't go off and do whatever you no. want during it you've got to keep the story to, going yeah. which is really good and that's the second really good thing in it is the story the story is yeah. amazing i'd forgotten <laughs> yeah, i had forgotten were, the story it's been 16 yeah. years I played a lot of other games you had a few oh my god oh, the end of it was absolutely incredible it's probably one of the best ending to endings mm. to a game mm. i've ever seen it was are you gonna, wow you're gonna tell us what it is no aliens come down and blow it no shh, shh. <laughs> no it is really really good yeah yeah i'm so glad that i replayed it so yeah mafia definitive edition uh, Mafia Trilogy has been re-released, so it's made me want to play the second one that's been done. done oh, shame you can't. Yeah, it's a pity that is. <laughs> Sticking with video games as well, there's a couple of reviews that Chris did, um, both car racing ones. One's called Hot Shot Racing and the other's called Art of Rally. And these are more from the independent developers. Mm. And I wouldn't have known anything about them if Chris hadn't have written the reviews for mm. them. But both of his reviews makes me want to play the games. Yeah. Am I like 
car racing games as well. Mm-hmm. And both of these really appealed to me. Um, pick up and play, really nice art style to them. And again, a lot of independent video games, along with independent films, are lost, aren't they? Because of the yeah. you know the big yeah. budget AAA games they? that are yeah. out there and they yeah. get all the advertising, all the coverage on YouTube, etc. And a lot mm-hmm. of these really good games mm-hmm. are missed over. So yeah. yeah, if you're into your car racing games, there's two really good ones that Chris's review put me onto. Oh. Mm, they're good. Um films. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about any films that you've or anything else while we're onto stuff? Reviews that you've liked? I think all of mine have been films yeah. so far because I haven't really um delved into any music and then I'm not allowed to talk about video games because I've got breasts. Yes. And you can <laughs> I did say you were boobs deep into Assassin's Creed. <laughs> no, that I'm just joking there. I probably if I did play loads of games I could I could review a game as well, but mm. I, I can't yeah. play more than one game. <laughs> if anybody wants to send Tina the PS4 version of <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I can assure you it will get hundreds of hours gameplay and it will be a splendid <laughs> review. <laughs> it will be a very long review. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've just... Uh, it's been quite a sparse couple of months as far as... Um, stand standout things for me mm-hmm. uh because we get sent so many films we what we do literally watch at least one review film a night don't oh, we yeah. yeah yeah uh like recently you know it's and that's not complaining set. by the way oh no not complaining at all uh the films that we've seen that we would never have seen oh, or God, heard yeah. of that have been absolutely mind-blowing yeah, brilliant um just thinking about, you know, a couple of years ago, I picked Land of Mine as one of my favourite films. Don't know if it's still on Netflix. If it is, just watch it. Foreign language film. It's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. One of the lad who's in um, Netflix is The Dark, is the star of it. The young one, Jonas. I love The Dark. I can't get Dave to watch it, though. Uh, yeah, so... My number. Do you want me to go my top pick or my other picks? No, save your save your favorite pick to last, like we did in the last show. I'll do the same. Okay then. So I'll start with monkey. Monkey. (laughs) Monkey. Now I'm coming up to fifty six. So monkey was on BBC Two at round about six o'clock on a Friday night when I was fifteen. (laughs) <laughs> that's how much I loved Monkey. And in, I talk about it in my review. I can remember being so obsessed with it that I, I used to go to a disco every Friday night with my school friends. And this one particular night, I was in Llangollen with my friend Sandra Burrows. She was getting tarted up to go to the disco. I wasn't interested. I just wanted to watch Monkey. <laughs> and I wouldn't go until Monkey had finished. Yeah. And we had a huge row. But you don't want to hear about me back <laughs> over there. Um, Monkeys was it was filmed in China. It was on the telly over here in the late 70s, 79 to 1980. Uh it was dubbed into English really badly. Oh my god, yeah. That's part it's of the so, charm though, isn't it? it? Absolutely. It's day glow colours. Oh yeah. Candy floss clouds, which looks better because on this Blu-ray release, from oh, it fabulous just films. looks amazing. Yeah. The uh, the only downside, well, it's not a downside actually, is is 
all the characters' mouths are going up and down because they're talking. Mm. And then the translation obviously doesn't fit with... It's pretty obvious that somebody who speaks English watched Monkey, couldn't speak Chinese and just sort of thought that this was what was going mm. on in they this might, episode. Yeah, might be saying that. And he might be saying this. And yeah. anyway, all I can say is... It's just amazing. I'm biased towards it, though. But um, I'd say it was... I think kids would love it. Do you think it? they would? I think kids today would love it because it seems... you know, It's kids, very retro. Oh, it's very, very retro, of its but, time. Yeah, you know, the bright colours. The, there's loads of action in yeah. it. And, and he pees on everything. It's a bit, it's a bit rude and naughty. That's that why kids li- will love it. Little yeah. kids will go, hee, hee. He's piddling on everything. (laughs) (laughs) He's so naughty. But there's always a a good ending, and he's always sorry if he's pissed on something, isn't he? And he's which you should be. You should apologise. There's always like a a a good ending, isn't there? And he learns his lesson, Hmm. and yeah. And then he'll go and be a twat again. And then yeah, next episode he'll go and shit on somebody. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that was good. That. Box set from Fabulous Films. Oh, Fabulous Films just release the best box sets, yeah. don't they? Yeah, there's some really they've, good ones. Um, they've brought out some amazing All the TV stuff, stuff over there. They're oh, really good yeah. for TV box sets. Yeah, yeah. Magnum PI. I can oh. remember watching uh, quite a lot of that and just yeah. absolutely Quantum loving Leap. it. Quantum Leap's always been my favourite. Yeah. yeah. So uh, um, another film that we watched was, I think it's one that you'll probably want to talk about as well. It's Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Happy. Do you like Adam Sandler? I love Adam. Do early, you? early shouty. Yes. Adam Sandler is my favourite by far. So, are you saying that you don't like Punch Drunk Love? Oh no, Punch Drunk Love's a brilliant film. Yeah, it's my favourite Adam Sandler yeah. film. But the reason I picked Happy Gilmore is, oh, God, I've seen it so many times. And it's so stupid, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it? it is. It's ridiculous. It's really like <laughs> sort of humour. <laughs> Duh. But I used to watch uh, Happy Gilmore and early Adam Sandler films with um, my son, Wesley. So watching Happy Gilmore a couple of weeks ago just really reminded me of just laughing with Wesley when he was a little boy mm. at it. Do you want to tell yeah. people what it's about? What is Happy you, Gilmore? You can tell people what Happy Gilmore. Oh, about. he's he's a wannabe uh, baseball player who doesn't make with the, a temper with a bad temper, which is hilarious. Uh, doesn't make the grade, so he ends up as a golf professional to try and earn money to buy his house back for his gran. Uh, and along the way, he meets characters including uh, Carl Weathers, who plays a golf pro <laughs> with a wooden hand because an alligator's bitten his hand off. Uh, and Happy Gilmore has a unique golfing style that, and I don't think we've ever talked about this, so this may come as a shock to you, he stole from me. <laughs> and I have proof of this. You can ask Ike, my friend, yeah. who's been my friend for 44 years now. Mm. Uh, so my dad used to play golf, yeah. and he got me into golf, purely so, to begin with, that he'd have a caddy and I'd carry his golf clubs around <laughs> with him was yeah. the first reason. Uh, and then you know, he got me golf clubs and I used to go, he'd have a golf partner then and, mm. and me and him would go yeah. playing golf. Did you wear those awful clothes that no. golf people wear? Jeans and t-shirt, you know. Didn't you wear sort of little jodhpurs with stripy socks and a jolly little yes. hat? And uh, what was it, a Lacoste 
jumper or something. No, that's it. I'm talking about, you know, like 1920s twat oh, here. 1920s golf twat. Yes. Look, with the plus fours. Yes. Plus fours, <laughs> that's plus it. Plus fours. Yes. No, I didn't. Oh, It was um, jeans and a kiss t-shirt, as, oh, as always, <laughs> no matter where I am. Uh, but yeah, so Ike, my friend, he'd come with us as well, because Ike used to play golf as mm. well and would go. And this was before Happy Gilmore. And my game would vary. Sometimes it'd be okay and sometimes it'd be awful. But I found, again, way before Happy Gilmore was made, that if I took like a bit of a run up to the ball, if I didn't stand like your classic <laughs> golfer, and he, he will collaborate the story, he will, you know, you can phone him and just ask him any time, that I used to do it exactly as um, Adam Sandler does in Happy Gilmore. I used to take a, like a walk-up and a swing... <laughs> Every time I, I did that, oh, my God, I could hit the ball straight and far. Really? Honestly, yeah. And then Happy Gilmore was released and Ike was pissing himself. He went, fucking hell, he stole that off you. <laughs> do you do, used to do a little tappy tap 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 tappy tappy tap 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 into the hole. When I was putting, tap tap tap, my short game. Tappy tap tap. Was I, never, I never got a hole in one. Um, I came within about three inches of hole in one once and then I missed the short part. <laughs> I was like, I was so excited to get that close. Never played golf in my life. Mm -hmm. I haven't played golf in, like, I don't know, about 20 years. So that, that's my Happy Gilmore story. Happy he Gilmore. nicked it from me. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a very silly but very funny film, isn't it? Is. It? Yeah. 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 Um, I mentioned earlier about when I said about Meg's review um, being used in advertising, and I said one of the films that I reviewed was used in the advertising for that, mm. and it was Show for off. That Click. Oh, yes. really? A documentary about the photographer, uh, Douglas Kirkland. It was released by Kaleidoscope. And it was brilliant because I wasn't familiar with the works of Douglas Kirkland. Mm. But watching this documentary and seeing his, uh, not just the volume of work he did over six decades, but the quality of it and the people he worked with mm. and the stories, the background stories, especially to him working with Marilyn Monroe yeah. and this famous... Um, photo shoot that he did with her mm. and the stories behind it yeah and yeah she wanted yeah, she, she wanted a bit of him, she wanted she? a bit of kirky cock she did from <laughs> kirky there cock. she did the, well yeah. the, uh, the photo shoot dave's talking about is if you're a fan of marilyn monroe and a lot of people sort of are familiar with a lot of her photo shoots mm. aren't they this is the one where she's it's not that long before she died and she's, on she's, mattress, isn't she? she's naked mm. and lying down, so he's got the camera above her. Yeah. Uh, and that's one set of photos. And then a, another part of that photo shoot was her holding up um, sort of transparent material in front of her. Mm -hmm. But you can see straight through it. You can see her boobs, basically, yeah. can't you? But she must have been about maybe because she was 36 when she died. She's probably about 35. So it's an older Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm after the misfits yeah but before she died but it was a great documentary it was really interesting wasn't it oh yeah it was really yeah. really good and uh, a lot of behind the scenes stories that were really interesting and of course you see loads of his photographs mm. you know which is so good and you're going wow i didn't know he'd taken that i didn't yeah. know he'd taken that um yeah, yeah brilliant brilliant photographer and a great mm. documentary yeah that was a good one it was very enjoyable mm. not as enjoyable I'll hand it back to you as you being obsessed with, uh, is it Mickey Rourke's jumper? Mickey Rourke's jumper. Oh, <laughs> I've got I've got a real fetish for men wearing sort of cashmere sweaters. And 
and jumpers in films. The ultimate one being Cary Grant in To Catch a Thief. He's got a cashmere sweater and a little little neckerchief around his neck. We watched, and, and this is another review that will be going on the website um, after we've recorded this, we watched the 4K Arrow release of Cinema Paradiso. Mm. And a few times during that you went, oh, that's a nice jumper, is he? <laughs> Oh, he's changed his jumper now. It's not as nice as the other one. Still, I was like, what the hell? I've always had a jumper fetish. What about... Especially um, if they're tight and you can see the man's nipples. About Michael them. Douglas in that famous scene with his jumper. Oh, yes. Yeah, where he does the funny gay dancing yeah. in the nightclub before yeah. he... and yeah. the bum rape. Yeah, the bum rape one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you would say that you've ruined it for me now. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's a yeah, that's a jumper. But I, but I would say that Mickey Rourke's jumper in Rumblefish mm-hmm. beats beats Mike's jumper. Really? Mm. Oh god, yeah, because it's like a little cable knit and it's really tight. And Mickey Rourke is young and handsome, and it's just I don't know. It's uh, the jumper encapsulates the whole film for me. Mm. It's a bit complicated. Yeah. Closely knit with yeah. a few holes in it. <laughs> Ooh, no. nice. Oh, high five. <laughs> yeah, so so Rumblefish is another one of my picks. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's Again, you know, it's one of those films that is a classic of cinema and loads of people would go, oh, Rumblefish, yeah, I've seen that, but they haven't really. <laughs> you just It's one of those films that you think that you've seen, but when you actually watch it, you think, oh, hang on, I haven't, I haven't seen this before. We've watched Rumblefish probably about three mm. times together. Yeah, It's uh, written by the person who wrote The Outsiders, and as Francis Ford Coppola was was making the film of The Outsiders. I think Tom Cruise is in that as well, isn't mm. he, in The Outsiders. He got together with the author of the book and they wrote the screenplay for Rumblefish. And I actually like Rumblefish more than The Outsiders, okay. mainly because it's a bit more out there. It's like yeah, it it's not there, real, yeah. but it is real. Is it the 1950s? Is it the 70s? Is it the 80s? Mm. Are they all, are they like kids, but played by adults are they real people yeah and tom waits is in it yeah. <laughs> tom waits is bonus. in it yeah. yeah uh so yeah that that's i who released that i can't remember rumblefish that was another fabulous films one was it fabulous mm-hmm. yeah it's great what were the extras on that I can't remember. There was a good the extra on the rubble, Rumblefish. We could tell we haven't written anything down. We just literally talk about them. <laughs> but um, the picture's really great as well. But yeah. uh, that's one of those films, again, if you're a film fan and you haven't seen it and you sort of pick the box up and you think, meh, don't fancy that. Sounds a bit arty. It is arty. Yeah, it is, yeah. But you could say that a film like The King of New York, which is Again, we'll talk about it in the next. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm sure we will next. That's one, yeah. an art film, yeah. as well. But it's, I mean, what did you think of it? Yeah, I loved it. Always, always like it. Um, it is like you said. It's one of those that's a bit almost ethereal, and you're yeah. going, "What's what's going on? Yeah. Is this reality? Is it a dream? Is what's the way that they act? It's not the confusing though. No, it's it not confusing. Has got no. a, a linear story, a mm. beginning, a middle, and and the end. But I read the book, and the the only problem I ever had with that film is, is the the central character is rusty. Yeah, 
And in the film, Matt Dillon's got to be like 27, maybe. <laughs> he's that. And in the book, he's 13, 14. Oh, yeah, he's way so, older than that. Yeah, yeah, he's way old. So that's the only mm. little bugbear I've got about it. But if you've never read the book, you would never yeah, know, really. Yeah. But uh, it's a great film, really well acted. Mm -hmm. And Nick Cage steals it. As he they? does in a lot of films. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. Mm. Well, we've got two each left to talk about. And it's weird because we sort of cross over because my mm. choice before my favourite is is your favourite. And mm. your choice before your favourite. So, well, I'd so say my way. two are joint first. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which one do you want to talk about first? It's got to be Shirley. <laughs> Which is my favourite. This is my... Yeah, I am so amazed that yeah, you've picked this of, as your favourite. Yeah, out of the September and October stuff we reviewed, it's my favourite. Can we sing? No. Please. No. The minute you walked <laughs> in the joint. Yes, it's a musical. Go on, tell people what it's about. Sweet Charity. Sweet Charity. Yeah, it's probably... I Well, I love musicals. Um, the reason I love Sweet Charity is just, it's just, oh God, it's heartbreaking. But at the same time, it's really of its time and it's really bright, isn't mm. it? And the songs are amazing and there's loads of dancing. And Shirley MacLaine is just... She steals it. Completely. Oh, she's amazing yeah. in it, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where to start, really, because I'm so shocked that you, <laughs> serious, that you've picked it as your main choice, mm. so... What is it about? I think it's because I'm not a big fan of musicals, as yeah. you will know. Although The King and I is like amazing. You know, I do, there's certain yeah. musical, I don't yeah. choose to watch a musical, yeah. but though there's ones that I do. Had you ever seen Sweet Charity before? I don't think I had. No. no. And I really loved it because, I mean, the songs were really good. The choreography of, of yeah. the dancing was incredible. A lot of the set pieces, you know, there's ones where she's out on the streets, there's ones where they're on the clubs. Yeah. It, it looks, I mean, and this um, this release as well looks so oh, good. The colours um, and everything yeah, it's are brilliant. Gorgeous. But it all hinges on Shirley MacLaine and yeah. her performance. Yeah. And you just feeling, you know, a lot of deep empathy and love for her and, follow, and being invested in her story yeah. as it goes yeah. through. But there's so many sort of standout scenes in it. With it, with it, mm. it's like a good... Full narrative is, is really good all the way through. But within that, there's specific scenes that are like so memorable. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Which yeah. one did you like the best then? I think with Ricardo Montalban <clears throat> as, as the actor and she mm. goes to his apartment and then his girlfriend appears and she has to hide in the club. And it's all that that goes. Oh, but there's so this oh, the stuff that happens in the club, um, her relationship, Shirley MacLaine's charities you know, love that she finds and then they break up and then they get back together. It was really, it was, it took me by it's surprise. And I think, yeah, it? and I think that's yeah. why I picked it as my favourite because it's something that I wouldn't normally expect yeah. to enjoy that I much. I dreaded us watching that because I love it so much. I really thought that you would be really bored by it yeah. and sort of pick your phone up and start playing and I'd be going, this bit's great. And you'd be going, oh God, I'm so I bored. I am, I am definitely, I'm more, and always been because I'm more of a, Cinephile, like I said earlier, as mm. above video games and above music, mm. films have always been like my, my passion for that. Mm. And I think because of that, I'm more eclectic in what I watch. I know I've got this 
you know, people think, oh, yeah, it's Dave who likes, who likes the low-budget <laughs> action 80s movies. No, well, yeah, of course I do. But I am true. very eclectic in, in yeah. what I watch and what I enjoy as well. But well, I this, thought this, this film's was, this got a bit of history to it as well because it's based on a Fellini film, mm. Nights in Cabria, which is like, have you ever seen that? No. It's, it's a great film, Italian film, black and white. Mm. It's, it's about a prostitute and how shit her life is and it is literally sweet charity is no. bang on this film but with songs in it um it's amazing as well when you're watching it and you think i know that song yeah i know that song yeah you might not have seen the yeah. film but you'll go i know the song yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's a great film if you like musicals even if you don't like well, musicals. i think i pray for that now aren't i you know yeah picking it that's my favorite yeah, absolutely so your other joint favourite is the other film that I'd got on my list. Yes, too. we must talk about it using the Austrian accent. Like this, <laughs> hello? Yeah. Springtime for Hitler it's not that though, is it? and Germany. It... Yeah, I know, but I always sing that when I think of Nazis. Oh, okay. So there's this young lad and he's he's obviously in trouble. He's got like... He's got AWOL. On. He's got, well, he's got a shaved head and he's running like buggery across mm. the field. Mm. And it's black and white and in high def. And he's out of breath and somebody's chasing him. And he keeps running and running until he comes across this car and he's like hiding in the car, thinking, oh God, they're nearly here, they're going to get me. And then they drive straight past him. And when he's having a bit of a rummage in the car, he finds, Dave? A Nazi. Captain's uniform. That he puts on and pretends to be a Nazi captain mm. and slowly but surely he builds up a band of followers a, bon a band of people just follow him so th this is a film that uh is on amazon at the moment the captain uh, and it's called the captain uh german language film in black and white which would probably put a lot of people off because of those Awful two lot things of people. oh my god are you missing out on the most incredible film and i feel hesitant to talk more about it but you've got to really You've got you've got to really sort of say that that you think it's going to be a redemptive story because this young lad is a prisoner of war, mm. a Polish prisoner mm. of war, I think, isn't he? Captured by the Germans. And you think, right, he's got this captain's uniform on now. He's going to start doing things, you know, saving people and ordering people not to be shot. And, you know, because he really gets into it, doesn't oh, yeah, he? Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Take some dark turns, doesn't it? Oh, it's um, yeah, it's again, it's not like the Night Porter, but has that icky feeling mm. about it. It's and the violence in it is quite oh, yeah, yeah. not shocking, but like, oh my God, yeah, that's not nice. Did they really just do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'll give you a big spoiler now. So if you don't want to know about the rest of this film, the spoiler I'm going to give you, can't put press fast forward the next ten seconds, uh, because we it says at the end it's based on a true story, and we actually looked it up, didn't we? Yeah, and it is, yeah, and there it all is. It's Mind's all blowing. true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's free. It's on Amazon if you get Amazon. Yeah, the captain, really, really good. Like you say, unfortunately, a lot of people are put off by black and white. People are put off with foreign language, and this is both. Uh, but yeah, you're missing out on a really good one. Yeah, yeah it's really film. good. Not not one to get the family around and watch on Christmas Eve or anything oh, I don't like know. that. 
It may probably make you hold people you love close well, to you. Well, it could well do. Wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But there was a couple of bits in it that we both went, oh, it's um, <laughs> and it's good because it does go off on these different tangents that you're not expecting. We watch so many films where within ten minutes you go, "This is going to happen. This is going to happen. That's how it's going to end." And this this doesn't do that. So that's always nice. Mm, yeah. yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's really well made as mm, well. Yeah, and it looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks cinematography it lo- is great. Oh, gorgeous, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Because of course you're talking about you know the. the stark landscapes mm. which look even starker because of the yeah. you know the black and white and i would i wouldn't say even though it's during the second world war and it's during the end of yeah, the second yeah. world war i wouldn't say that it was particularly a war film or oh, even no, a no. film about nazis no no it's more man's inhumanity to man yeah and how quickly people can just be utter bastards yeah. <laughs> when you think oh this could be oh you could do good oh okay you're a twat mm. as well <laughs> thanks for nothing yeah yeah mm. and that's it they're our picks for uh, september yeah. and october we haven't really had a lot when the next show happens well, it's you, been might, a you weird, might have to do it's a been a weird couple of months though. for the next one yeah september and october was weird for loads of different reasons yeah. and, and and taking time off for different reasons so it was a bit more, even though when you look at, you know, the facts and figures that I, begive, I gave at the start, we were still, I think, only like about 10 short of everything that went on the website the previous mm. two months. It was, um, yeah, there wasn't loads. It was now when we record in January for the November, December show, we're going, bloody hell, that's good. And that's good. And that's yeah. good. So, yeah, like you said, we'll have a yeah. lot to talk about yeah. on that. Yeah, it'll be a four hour show. Yeah. That will. Which isn't as long as the show that's coming out soon. Yeah, which we can't say. The last show of the year will definitely keep people... It will give people enough listening to tide them over for when we come back in the new oh year. Oh, my God. People are going to be pissing and moaning about oh. it. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, we haven't had a lot of music in this one. So as a little treat at the end of this, after mm. Dave's done the housekeeping, we, as you know, you know, we're really like to support film musicians whatever especially if they're british as well so we had a young lady called eva reach out to us and uh, very nicely ask us if we play her song uh, in one of our shows and we were due to play some of it in the last theme tunes which sadly didn't happen so dave has kindly said that to cheer us up at the end of this one (laughs) we're going to play eva's version of the luminaires cleopatra Uh, eva's 16 and she's from wrexham which is just up the road Mm -hmm. for us and uh we wish you every success in your career, Eva, because you've definitely got something going on there. And we look forward to hearing your own composition next yes, time. definitely. Yeah, so that will close the show out. Uh, so you listen to this, thank you very much. Loads of reviews and news and podcasts. Everything else on the website, 60mw.co.uk. Contact us for more there or email us. Send us an email anytime about anything. Uh, at contact at 60 Not about m- Donald Trump, though. No, no politics, no COVID, please. No, because we, we're we not 60 minutes. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, that's the thing. Now we've gone to, I will get the email at six, contact at 60mw.co.uk. So, of course, long-time listeners, you know, it was obviously we were 60 minutes with uh, all the time. We had that uh, soft reboot, remember? Yeah, soft. Yes. Now not, we're megawatts. <laughs> yeah, you ask, you ask Alexa, you go, Alexa, play the latest podcast from 60MW. 
playing the latest episode from 60 megawatts, which I think yeah. is quite apt, yeah, really. It it's is, fine. Yeah. yeah, but since we did, you know, the slight name change, uh, yeah, we, we haven't had any angry emails from people in America yeah. or Australia wanting 60 minutes program, <laughs> which is good. But yeah, please send us an email about anything. It's always nice to get them. On the website too, there's all the links to our social media, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at 60MW Podcast. You can join in with the World Tour. Again, if you don't know what that is, just go to the website, look at the uh, the bar at the top, click on World Tour. Uh, and of course, it's coming up to Christmas, a really good Christmas present. Spend a couple of minutes and writing us a review and we'll get it on oh. the website there. There's lots of uh, reviews on the website. Click on Reviews, drop down box, listener feedback. They're all on there. Uh, let us know what you think. And again, I keep saying this, they really do help us to mm. get interview guests, especially, yeah. uh, and a lot of other stuff um, behind the scenes too. So reviews, a couple what, of like minutes. groupies? Yeah, groupies. I think one's knocking at the door in a couple of minutes. So really? we need to wind this up. Yeah. Does that mean like Chris has blowjobs off groupies? Probably, yeah. Does he? Like big black men? <laughs> Is that... Well, if he had a choice, knowing he... Chris, he would say... Yeah. I can't do a boom as, accent. As long as they brought, you know, a new PS5 game for him, he'd be Oh, fine. he wouldn't be interested in them. No, no. he wouldn't. Probably just want to go for a bit of a run with them. <laughs> so, yeah, visit the website. It's all on there. We've talked about just a few of the things that have been reviewed. Always reviews going on there, news items, everything else. Um, take a look. Mm. It's nice. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's very pretty. Nice. Uh, so, to finish the show, we shall say goodbye. The next time we record one of these will be 2021. It'll yeah. be the November, December show. Have you bought me a Christmas present yet? I'm not saying. Better be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to close the show with a nice little song. Take it away, Eva. When you knelt by my mattress and asked for my hand But I was sad, you asked it As I laid in a black dress With my father in a casket, I had no plans And I left the footprints, the mudstains on the carpet and it hardened like my heart did when you left town but I must admit it that I would marry you in an instant damn your wife I'd be your mistress just to have you around but I was late for this late for that late for the love of my life and when I die when I die Late for this, late for that.
scrapes and the costume fits So I'll play my part place for the end I won't be late for this